Welcome to another episode of 5 by 2 Two guys, five hot takes. I'm not sure if we're going to have five takes. It might be... Uh, <laughs> Three takes. <laughs> might be a four by two here. <laughs> well, we okay. probably have some ones that are common. Okay, yeah, I think we have a lot that are the same. We're, uh, tell them what we're talking about. Yeah, so today we're going to be breaking down, or I should say not breaking down. We are going to be uh, letting you know our five takeaways from the NFL draft. Yes, because yeah. no one else has done this. No one in the whole world. We're the only people. We're going to be giving each team a grade... And we're even going to do the way too early uh, draft, uh, fantasy draft. Nah, just kidding. Yeah, none of that last no. part. is Actually, none of what we said so far is true. <laughs> except for that we are going to talk about the NFL draft. Okay, yes. Okay, so let's get to the first thing. Um, uh, you go first. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, so my first one is Roger Goodell may be the most hated man in sports. Is that news? It's not news. But I think um, I... I he gets booed in places that, like, Everywhere. you wouldn't expect. Like, well, I mean, I, I understand some of the hate he gets from people like in Dallas, because it was in Dallas this past right? Because right? the whole like, suspension. Jerry Jones. Yeah, and then I, and I get the tussle. people in New England don't like him. No. Um, but, man, dirty, what about, like, I'm shooters. sure that, I'm sure when he walks out to his newspaper in the morning, like, even his mailman, like, the, like boos him. You know what I mean? Like, and you know what he thinks? You know what? No, he doesn't even see his mailman because he lives in a gated community and his mail's probably checked. That's true. <laughs> and and, and uh, hand delivered. He makes the, really good money. Right. He. You know what he thinks every time he hears the booze? I make so much more money <laughs> than all of you. He makes more money than an average player. Yeah, he makes. Oh yeah, he makes more money than he, players. Uh, I mean, he's. I I I think at some point they they when they hired him they said hey. You're going to step in and people are going to hate you so they don't hate us, the owners, right? Because he right. works for the owners. Yeah. And we're going to pay you a lot of money for it. Um, and he's okay with that. But, yeah, I, I think I heard this somewhere that someone said they suggested the idea of having a host for the draft because it's such a big production. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge deal. They had it in Philly last year and they had it at Dallas. Jerry's World yeah. this year. I and I think why in the world is Roger Goodell walking out there and getting booed to give a hug to these first round players he's going to end up fining <laughs> and suspending uh you know Yeah I mean but he he, he why does booed he do all that? the time but why does but this is the biggest like this is the biggest stage for him to get booed and yeah. he's there like okay he, he has to come out for press conferences why subject yourself who I mean who really needs to see him other than to keep up with this, oh, you know, we can't stand Roger Goodell narrative. I don't, I don't know why he feels like he needs to be there. Well, it's because they've always done it. That's how the draft has been done mm. for the first round. I mean, they, the commissioner has always come in and just, you know, yeah, like and made those announcements. And he gets a lot of hate. I'll, some of it's not justified. I think some of it is just because it's fun. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's kind of like, it's like, the, it's like wrestling. Right, yeah, it is. He's, he's like, like, he's a he's heel. like uh, McMahon. <laughs> yeah, well, McMahon was wrestling. Yeah. Exactly, part of it. All right, what's your next? What's That's your probably one? not fun. Okay, so obviously, um, the biggest surprise, uh, the the huge, big biggest takeaway is the Baker Mayfield going number one. Uh, that was probably one of yours, right? It, um, it is. Well, in a way, it is. My my second one was what fans slash media value is different than teams, and that's really about Baker Mayfield. I feel like. That is almost one of the front office drafting like a fan. 
like I just don't I, I still I heard I read all you know everybody's like oh now we read these articles about him and you know he's really he's really he's really different than Johnny Manziel after I read this article because nobody thought that before and now everybody's having to backpedal and start saying it's they're all wrong what you think you think he's different no, no, than no, Johnny no, Manziel what I'm saying is they, they all the media all the speculation um Mel Kiper Jr. Jr. yeah <laughs> Yeah, all, all the all the media speculation, all the fan speculation, all said that it would be like Sam Donald, Sam Donald or, Josh, or Rosen. Josh Rosen or Josh Allen. Uh-huh. It would never be Baker Mayfield. So then they were all wrong because apparently he was number one not only Cleveland Shout but out. also the Jets. Shout out to Josh Allen's uh, smoking pot in a in a gas mask moment. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so tweets when he was fourteen. There needs to be some uh, some some type of uh, shorthand for that. It's like the 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 gas mask yeah. moment. What fourteen year old though? Like thinks right. they're gonna get actually and, drafted. And that, then it gets and leaked then, at that point. Who drafted him? The Jets. No, the Bills. Right. No, the Jets yeah, the got Jets, Sam, Sam Darnold. Jets got Sam Darnold. So yeah, the Bills probably floated that so they could get him where they wanted it. <laughs> That's true. Like, oh, yeah. No, I'm saying like, but back to Baker Mayfield, he was he was high. No pun intended. Uh, on um, on everybody's boards, but not that high. Apparently, <laughs> no, he was the number one quarterback on a lot of people's boards because he uh, they they liked his accuracy. Mm-hmm. Um, they liked his. Is moxie. Mm-hmm. You know, they liked how teammates responded to him. And one of the things I, I read in different places about this is that they liked that he had to be a – he was a walk-on twice. That he had everything he got he had to earn. He wasn't like this highly talented recruit who went to Texas Tech. He was a walk-on. Then he walked on again to Oklahoma. He won the highs and all that stuff. And that appeals to people because they know he's going to work. Right. You know what I mean? He wasn't like a kid who's had, had it easy his whole life and just relied on his natural talent. Right. Know? I don't know. We'll see how it turns out. I think they're hoping it'll be the next Drew Brees, not the next Johnny Manziel. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll see. That that to me. And then, the the uh, they had the fourth round, the fourth pick, and they took Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward, who was supposed to be the best cornerback in the draft. Yeah. But, I would have taken Bradley Chubb. That would have been my pick, so, which is also my, one of my well, biggest surprises. Well, that basically, he, though, as we say. It kind of ties into my second one was, right? Which is what fans slash media value is different than teams. Teams, who, and these are people that should know it the best. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They they have a certain criteria they judge every player on. You know what I mean? And we right. don't have access to that criteria. Um, and what we You're think. You're saying that they know more about these players than we do? Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm saying wow. they do. I'm saying they look at a lot more stuff than. They they have people who pay to do that for a living all year round. You know what I mean? Where we tune in on, you know, when when Notre Dame plays NC State, it's the only time we see like you know, right? Chubb play or whatever. I to me when I see it, and I've I've thought about this a lot a lot the last, especially being a Packers fan, uh, the the idea of r- pass rushers being more important than defensive backs, because. If your pass rusher gets home, it you know it, it works it, together. It, makes it works together, and I I've read some you know because obviously well I'll get to that later. But the some articles that talk about how how your DBs can help your pass rushers because if the, the if the they're not reading the routes well or if they're not making them scrape you know and they're not the if they're not getting the the receivers off their routes. Then the, it doesn't matter how fast the pass rusher 
pass, <laughs> pass rushers are, they're never going to get home if nobody's redirecting the routes because they'll just run certain schemes and route trees that will get the ball, get the ball out of the receiver like that the fast, right? Because ball. that's what everybody's trying to do is get the, you know, get the ball out quickly. And the other thing is that there's not as many long routes. So yeah. there's not, right, most routes are, are quick, quick routes. There's not a bunch of deep outs, you know. People don't run those routes as much. And so they have to find some way to disrupt the, the route tree to get give the pass rushers more time. But still, you have to have a great pass rusher. Now, you never know. I mean, obviously, we all thought uh, Clowney was going to be, like Clowney and J.J. Watt were just going to be... Well, they haven't been healthy at the same time. Distru- but still, Clowney <laughs> has not really... No, no. He's, he's been mean, good, but he's not been... Like, he's not been like J.J. Watt. No, he's, he's not been J.J. Watt good and so you know you never know i mean we'll see it's 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 tough like that's what that's why i think it's i also think the other thing is the other part of that discussion being that it's harder to find an elite pass rusher than it is to find good dbs there's a lot of you know there's there's I don't, also I just, having DBs can do more. Like there's, they also have more roles on special teams. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, more, Chubb is not going to be on the kickoff team or the punt right. team. Where if where if uh, Denzel Ward isn't a starter right away, he can, while he's learning the ropes right. in the NFL, he can play. You know, on the special teams. It's just there's, I, I I think it's also like this for for wide receivers too. You know, don't fall in love with who who drafts a wide receiver in the top ten unless it's Julio Jones or Calvin Johnson. Yeah, someone because who's just a freak. There's there's a there's there's a lot of fast guys, even fast six two, six three guys, right? Right. The, the Packers drafted like three wide receivers in the late rounds that were all six two plus and were running sub four fives. Like yeah. I mean, if you, you 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 think that's crazy, but there's it's harder to find somebody that's a massive human being and athletic. Yeah. I mean there's a lot of of Fast, little fast guys, you know, but that's a that's a, another conversation. So, <laughs> another podcast. For another day. podcast about um, where to draft wide receivers. So, um, what's your next one? Uh, let's see. We both were kind of on the same. Um, I think that kind of feeds into my next one, which was the Packers trading down to get the Saints draft pick because the Saints wanted the uh, Mark Stavenport. So they traded their next year's first round pick for him, and the Packers got that pick. Um, and then the Packers traded back up to get back closer to where they were um, to pay to take uh, Jair Alexander, who was probably the second best cornerback in the draft. Which, when they first, when they first, let me let me set this stage for you. I don't know if I told you the story. <laughs> so I'm watching the draft. I have YouTube TV. I haven't. I don't usually have cable so I'm like I'm finally going to watch a draft not not at a sports bar not at a friend's house I can watch it at my house yeah, right yeah. my kids are running around I can't always leave so then um, I'm watching this and my daughter has a track meet she's at her track meet I think she should be getting home soon but it's taking a long time and then the Packers trade out of the first round and I lose my mind because I'm like, are you serious? We finally have a good pick and you're giving it up, <laughs> right? To the Saints, you never, I mean, the Saints, the Saints first round pick could be another, you know, high, you know, could be another yeah, in the 20s, 20s because yeah. they're good. 
I know, but you're going to, they're going to be competitive unless the wheels come off, right? So the Packers have two first-round picks, probably, in, unless they suck again this year, then they would have another high first-round pick. But, you know, I was so mad. So then she comes home, she, the bus gets back, and I go to pick her up. And then I hear, oh, wait, the Packers have traded back into the first round. I'm going to miss their pick because I'm going to pick up my daughter. I was so mad. I'd waited, I'd waited so long for this. The Packers finally have a chance to pick a, a really, really impactful, really first, impactful round. first rounder. Yeah. Then they trade away from it. Then they trade back. And Well, how do you feel about the pick? It's, he's good. Like like we talked about, they know a lot more about this stuff than we do, and they have. You know, the Packers are really all about picking the best player available, not picking for need, right? So everybody knows Clay Matthews is getting older, Nick Perry gets injured all the time, and after that, there's not much proven mm-hmm. pass rushing. It the, the the Alexander looks like he's a stud, and then they got Josh Jackson in the second round. So I like Josh Jackson. Right, they second. they could have a great secondary if they stay healthy. And the pick, I think, really, it's kind of like last year. They picked Kevin King, who's a great, who should be a good cornerback, instead of um, J.J. Watt's little brother, who had a great season for the Steelers. Right? right. They, they could have picked um, Watt, and they didn't. So who knows? I guess you have to look at these, how these things develop. And if Davenport turns out to be a stud for the Saints, that would be... That would be kind of hard to swallow, you know. And I, I guess they, they have to look long-term, and they, they've got two first-round picks next year, which is this good. But right. yeah. that was – for my next one? That was, yeah, I am. <laughs> Stop me to talk about that You just need to eat some cheese. I need to eat some cheese, <laughs> some brats. All right, so my next one is um, one that I've thought about for a long time that comes up every year whenever there's a draft. Mm-hmm. All right, somebody, usually a famous person, will post the amount of – players from that draft from that first round who played multiple sports in high school mm, to yes. kind of show that it's okay to play multiple sports yes. and not just to specialize. So my third one is good athletes are going to be good anywhere. That's right. High sport. That's so right. like this is more to any parents out there who, who or coaches who think that their kids need to focus on one sport that um, – all of you soccer moms listening to our podcast. <laughs> that's right. In your Honda Odysseys. You know, that's okay to let your son or daughter play, you know, multiple sports throughout the year. I think that's – and then they're not going to lose this. They're not. They're not at a competitive disadvantage if they don't play soccer year round. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because if they're a good athlete and you're worried about scholarship opportunities, they're going to get found if they're a good right. athlete and they yeah. work hard. You know what I mean? That's definitely true. And I yeah, it's that's been proven over and over again. I think this country's kind of gone sport crazy, and everybody's everybody like kids playing on select teams in second grade. And traveling, and I I think a lot of kids that you're seeing by the time they even get to middle school are burnt out. Oh yeah, yeah and that's definitely. ridiculous that yeah. you would do that. I mean, it, it it's easy, and I I know it's easy to get caught up in that, and you you feel like oh my kid, you, obviously you are going to think that your kid's great. If you don't, you're a bad parent, <laughs> right? But you also need to be realistic about like, you know, what skill level they're at. It's and it's funny. And also, the fact that they're childhood you know what i mean right. like yes you want playing baseball a tournament every single weekend you know what i mean for the next all all summer long and then right. see that's over you're back into football you know what i mean and then so there's no real break for them to kind of be a kid you know I definitely know. and i also think except for like some of these 
uber parents and the and the ball family lavar ball <laughs> it's really interesting when you do meet parents of kids that are really good athletes because i don't feel like they're like that some yeah. maybe i mean i'm sure that that's the case it's not always true but some of the parents you know we've we've known i don't want to mention any names but there's some parents of of really great athletes and it's not like they're that crazy about doing all this stuff right. they, they do the work they know what to do um but they you don't feel like that maybe it's because they know their kid is you know an exceptional athlete and they're not super worried about doing all this stuff but it just really is amazing to me how how what the lack of realistic expectations some parents have like it's just your kid's probably not going to get a D1 scholarship like it's really not probably going to happen it's hard it's very difficult right and it's also it's not necessarily it's not just a question of hard work I mean I know a lot of these players some of these you see that one scrappy guy that gets to the pros and they're saying, you know, I work harder than everybody else. They're still a good athlete. Yeah. They, they don't, they don't, you don't get to the, to the pros without being a good athlete. You might be a good athlete that has some limitations. And you have to work over, you have like to work hard. Overcome, yeah. But you, I mean, there's, you know, when you look at these, when you look at the scouts from the big programs, they can see when, like at a young age, like a fairly young age, I think, who's going to be, a exceptional athlete like in I've you know I've read articles about the problem with US soccer and they've talked and it talked about how in you know in Europe they have developmental teams from the big clubs like and they they see kids like when they're five or six and they're like this kid is gonna be an art now that's that's also kind of screwed up yeah but you know there's there they can see that I mean because there's just there's certain people, there's a select people, you know, there's a, there's 8 billion people in the world and there's only one Messi. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> right. It's not like there's a bunch of, it's not like that just happens very often. So usually when you do find those people, they stick out and I don't know, that's, that's an interesting conversation. And as a parent, you know, you think you want the best for your kids and you want your kids to compete, but I think it's also good to temper your expectations and you want them to do their best where they're at. That's a good way to sum that up. Right? Whether they're, Let them do their best with that. Because right. if they're a good athlete, and they're good enough athletes... Somebody will to, find them. Yeah, they'll be found, and they're, they'll excel in whatever sport they play, typically. Right. right. You know what I mean? All right, I'm going to go to my next one. Okay. Okay, and that is that the draft rarely lives up to the hype. I look forward to the draft every year. I enjoy it. But you know what? After I think about it, it does it make a huge difference for your team, really? I mean, yes. there's so many. Yes. There's so many draft busts. So many people that fall through the cracks. So many guys who develop, they get drafted by one team, but then develop good on another team. You know right. what I mean? Like. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting how the NFL's marketed that. And that's that's one it's area. It's huge. I mean, it's a huge event. I feel like the NFL's made a few missteps in the last few years, and the NBA is nipping at their heels. Maybe not yet. But will, yeah. but the NBA's also got an, a big advantage in that it's a it's a lot easier to transport that to other countries and right you know, nobody's playing nobody's playing american football in china you know but they all they have yao ming and stefan marbury, <laughs> Stephen marbury. yeah no kidding. Like, uh, so but, that, but do you think that it lives up the hype though do you think that it depends when you turn it on you watch it you think it's that exciting to watch 
I, I always feel like that. First of all, I feel like this year was a little different because Baker Mayfield was surprised. But I think right. most years the the word is out gets out too soon. Kind of. Do you mean like the actual picks or the the the? the I mean the whole the whole, the whole spectacle. Yeah, the whole spectacle. I mean, I don't feel like. I don't or know is what it to because it, there's it nothing else on this like, time of year? I think I was watching an NBA playoff game at the same time. Um, I think it's just kind of, it's goofy. Like it's kind of it's, other sports like go for like basketball. I mean that's a, a longer season. Right. You have more time with that. Um, baseball is way too long, and they need to shorten the season. <laughs> side note, um, football. I mean you've got. You've got 16 games, Every game and then the playoff, minute. and yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. And it Even feels, the preseason games feel like events. Right, and it goes so fast that it just does, it. you're kind of hungry for it. And, you know, it's, I don't know. It, it, so I, I think, did it live up to the hype? Yeah, I mean, it, probably never, it probably never does. So right. I would say um, if I hadn't been able to watch it, I would have been okay with that. Um, it was just an excuse to, you know, eat chips and hang out and watch and think sports. Think about football again. And think about football, and and there is there is the 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 aspect of hope. I mean, that's every every team. Yeah. Every team's O and O. You know, when they draft, and you know the Browns. Like, there's a lot of talk about the Browns. They've got some good draft picks. They they got Tyrod Taylor, who's a serviceable quarterback. We shall see how they do. And. Like, there's, there's a little optimism. bit of optimism, at least yeah. to win a few games, right? Like, if you're a Browns fan, if you win four games, that's a lot more than you won last year. Yeah. So, I, I think I think for teams, I think I was, I think it, for teams that are picking in the top 15, it's more exciting, right? Like, as a, as a Packers fan who they picked, like, in the 20s, you know, and yeah. then Ted Thompson traded back to the first pick of the second round. It's not as ex- as exciting because you know you're not as likely to get a you know. Somebody's gonna make a huge player, impact right, right, right away. They gonna... might. A lot of the Packers' best players come in the later rounds. You know, they pick like David Bakhtari was a fourth round pick. Now he's an All Pro offensive lineman. Um, they right, but it's, the, but it's not splashy. No, those guys aren't sp- right. Those first those probably picks right. splashy. So I mean, they I was I was excited this year because they were going to get the fourteenth pick and they traded out of it. So that that <laughs> you were really upset about that. I was so mad. My dad was just like, "Are you kidding me? Like we got rid of Ted Thompson. We finally have somebody who's going to make some moves, and this is what you do." Uh, yeah, we'll see. But it was it was it was the right move. He did a, he did a good job. What's your fourth one? My fourth one. <laughs> this is kind of like post draft. Yeah. But um, all the uh, all the veteran QBs that are farving their understudies. Yes. <laughs> that well, was ben really. Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Flacco. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who else. I understand. But, I mean, I understand it. They right. want, they're competing. They want to be starters for a long time. They want to get paid. They don't like the idea that a team season end in their career or think that they're maybe not quite good enough to right them. oh yeah I you mean, know what i mean that they draft a quarterback even yeah. anywhere and if you look at those guys like joe flacco and ben roethlisberger both not mr personality actually ben roethlisberger is you know probably a jerk um <laughs> i'm not yeah. saying that because you're a bengals fan just but you know he you know who uh let's not i'm sure most people haven't forgotten about i all think that. He's, i just think he's he likes. I think he likes to create drama. I think he's the kind well, of person and that's, it likes really, when people are talking about. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just think that like 
the whole the, wearing a boot on like a Monday. Yeah. And, uh, like last year, I'm thinking about retiring, and then this year I'm gonna play at least five more years. Which is very Favre-like, right? Look, yeah. Look at that, and that that's you have a a really complicated relationship with a star quarterback because when do you cut the cord, and how long is that star quarterback going to put you at a disadvantage? You know, like right, well, if, Big Big Ben is good. They would the Steelers would be not very good without him at all. I mean, they have a good receiver there, but when he's hurt, they're not nearly as good. It's just the way it is. Same, so the same thing with the when the with the whole Brett Favre thing. The Packers knew they needed him, but they didn't really realize what they had behind him. I think until I don't, no, I don't think I mean? they did. And that's not true for everything. I don't think Rudolph is going to be as good as Aaron Rodgers. Right. You know what I mean? Or Josh Dobbs. They draft last. Right. Yeah, I and mean, that's hard. You can't. Ben Roethlisberger's had a great career, and you, it's hard to find people that play, you know, like that are that big and that play that well. And he's kept them going for a while. But still that, uh, I'm thinking about retiring. Oh, wait, no, I don't want to retire. Why and would then, you draft a QB? Like, yeah. Right, it's, it's just funny. It's, well, I thought we were on the same page. I could totally understand why, why they're competitors. They're, the, they're the, the alpha dogs on their team. They're the, you know, the team leaders. I don't know about Joe Flacco. He's, he's kind of an odd bird. But uh, oh, bird! <laughs> um, when he when he wins a uh, Super Bowl, people don't care. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but like this really. The remember the few they, years the, the Joe Fl- is Joe Flacco elite, and now he's not really anymore. No, was no, he, he was he ever? Yeah, he just had I think a good. He had a good, good run. He had a games. he had a good defense that kind of helped him out. But yeah, those guys. I mean, the, the clock's ticking. Even with Brady, I mean, come on, Brady. There's there's too much smoke there. All that stuff with the with the Patriots. All that is Brady gonna come back? Is Gronk gonna come back? And now of course they are. They just don't get. They don't like. They don't like Bill Belichick, and I I can understand that. Cause you think they just don't like Bill Belichick? They don't like the rules and the. I think that it's attention that they, they, and they can win without being best buddies. Right. But this whole thing with Brady's TB12 and this quack doctor he has and and I mean they're both they're. They're both kind of like Brady's kind of like the perfect quarterback for Bill Belichick, but he also he really has his own brand right. that is and Gronk especially. I mean, I could see where 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 uh, Belichick doesn't like being beholden to them because really when you can't you can't say no we don't need you anymore Gronk like those that that he's a kind of player that you just. Right, there's, there's, and, and I'm sure that his like uh, his antics, or his partying, his just right bro behavior. Yeah, you know I'm sure I mean? that like drives that just, him nuts. That drives him nuts. And uh, Brady, in a way, kind of Brady. Brady doesn't need to play anymore. You know, they say his wife makes more than him, and he's taking a pay cut. Like, he it's wants a, to win. He wants I mean, to he's win. Super competitive. He's yeah. ate up, man. He's ate up with it, and I. It's interesting. Did you, did you watch the Facebook thing he did? I watched this. I things. heard about it. I heard some snippets from it where he talked about. Well, basically, he makes it clear like, this is his his life. Like, right. He, even in that, it comes off as he really cares for football more than anything else. Even his own family. Like, I don't know. He tried to like make it seem not that right. way, but the way it was edited and everything, it's, it's still, not very balanced. He basically, yeah, like, yeah. He made it seem like the most important thing to him is winning football games. Yeah. Second, second is his family. I'm like, that's not a good situation. I don't think. All right, my last one. Last for one. It. Last one. And that is the ESPN needs the NFL. Oh, do they ever? And LeBron James. And <laughs> LeBron James. Yes. I feel like, uh, just to kind of quickly wrap this up here, um, ESPN, in a way, they, they, they need the NFL. 
I mean, it's the biggest sport in America still. People tune in to see the highlights. You know what I mean? People tune in to hear the commentary about it. That's why the draft is on ESPN and people love it and everything like that. Uh, Mel Kuyper, he's a big, he's a star for ESPN. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, right. And it's because of the NFL. Well, they need the NFL and the draft. Right. What I'm saying is like, the no draft NFL, helps no draft. them. Right. But the thing is, at the same time, I feel like they target the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they're journalists, they're doing their jobs, but. It's a really interesting situ- uh, relationship because they're supposed to report you know, unbiased and right. be critical. But again, they're also in in bed with it, with these, these... Well, they air NFL games. Pro- programs, you know what I mean? Right? You, football. So it's like you're biting the hand that feeds you. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I don't know how they're going to keep doing that. Because, you know, like Sports Illustrated, if they write a critical piece on the NFL, well, okay, that's fine. That's, right. So I think it, it really kind of handicaps them as being real journalists. Like the journalistic integrity... I think if ESPN has been challenged lately because of, you know, there, there's a lot of people who think it's really liberal. Um, I I can see that in some ways. But I feel like it's almost like you're trying to do two things that are not, you know. They're almost like a paradox. Right. So because they need the NFL to survive. They need to be powerful. Because here's the thing. When the draft is over, it's a good thing that you have the NBA playoffs. Because when that's over, you have like two months of – and I like baseball, but this not baseball isn't that exciting in June I'm, and July. Right. Do you know what I mean? In August, because those games they matter. In it sense, should but be the exciting in August so and long, September. The season's so freaking long that it just doesn't. You know Did what I mean? Did I say that the baseball yeah, season's yeah. too long? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like they need the NFL. And right. They need LeBron James. They, they need LeBron, LeBron James, James carries <laughs> carries the NBA. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's our biggest draft surprises. Um, yeah, tune we'll in next week for our way too early draft board for next season. All right. See you later. Peace out. Peace.